Hi, and welcome to Yeah, That Can't Be Good, the Wonderfalls edition with me, Vicki, and my co-host, Doug Gramley. Now, here's Doug, not Doug Gramley, with a podcast disclaimer. Yeah, That Can't Be Good is a frequent line used by Sheriff Jack Carter and the original subject of this podcast, the sci-fi original series Eureka, and is not intended as commentary on any of the series covered here. Let's get going! This is Doug with the IMDB credits for Wonderfalls Season 1, Episode 13, Caged Bird, series created by Brian Fuller and Tom Holland, written by Krista Vernoff and directed by Michael Lehman. Original air date, December 15th, 2004. This episode aired only in Canada. So we're back for season one, episode 13, Caged Bird. Before I ask you what you thought, yeah, I just want to say, and I already mentioned to you, that I remembered a totally different episode. What did you think that this was? I watched this years ago when they first released the DVDs because I had seen the episodes that aired. And when it went off the air, when I discovered they released the DVDs, I bought it. So it had to be like, I don't know when they released the DVDs, 2005, maybe 2006. And then I rewatched it during the pandemic, but I rewatched it on YouTube and, you know, during the pandemic, you binge watch and, yeah. you know, you're doing other things. So I don't even remember rewatching this last episode. Right. But in my head, I had it all wrong. There's a specific scene I have in my head. You know that, that driveway where the van was parked towards the end of the episode? Yes, yeah. I specifically remember a scene in that driveway or alleyway or whatever it was, where somehow Jay got away from whatever was going on. Eric was there. And it looked like Jay and Eric were going to end up together. And Heidi had come ready to give up Eric, except that Eric decided to go back with Heidi. I swear to God, I remember that. I could even see her wearing a gray coat. Now, maybe, I don't know, maybe I'm confusing it with something else. I mean, that's very specific. That's what I mean. Is it possible that you saw the same episode, but it had a different ending? Like an alternate ending? Yeah, Yeah. maybe. When it didn't end the way I thought it would. Then I watched it on the DVD with the commentary, thinking that maybe there was a reason I remembered it so differently, but there wasn't. And then I watched the episode again because there was a playlist that had, I watched an episode and it was longer than the regular episode. So I watched one that was 51 minutes long. I watched that and I didn't even see anything that was different from the original one. Hmm. So I don't know. But I also thought that all of the instructions she'd been receiving over the series would come back around and really had to do with her helping Eric and Heidi. And the people that she actually helped were just like happy accidents, like let him go. Um, What was some of the ones? I can't think of them now. I wrote them down when we started because I really thought that all of this was going to end up to be about her helping Eric and Heidi. Yeah. And so I don't have any idea why I thought that. And I also thought the blonde woman, I think it was the end of the first episode. You see her from the back throwing a coin in the fountain. Okay. And Jay runs after her saying, I'm supposed to help you. Yeah. 
I could swear that was supposed to be Heidi. Was it? I don't know. They didn't bring it up. I could swear that we were going to find out somewhere along the line or in the last episode that that woman throwing the coin was Heidi because they never showed us if she actually got caught up to this person or whatever. Yeah. Because she said, I'm supposed to help you. Do you know what I'm saying? I mean, was it was it the same actress, though? Like, could it have been her? They never showed her face. Because if you remember, the Heidi in the very first episode is not Jewel State, the same actress. Okay. But they never showed this woman's face. And Jay runs after her saying, I think I'm supposed to help you. And we don't really see what comes of that. Yeah. And for some reason, I thought that was supposed to be Heidi. I thought that's what we were going to find out all the way. until. Yeah, it, doesn't, it, it doesn't sound like a bad idea. Right. So mate, I'm wondering if I heard an interview somewhere and that's how I got all these things in my head. I don't know. Oh, if you're making it up yourself, it's a pretty decent way to wrap the show. <laughs> <laughs> I know. And the van scene is specific. Like, I could see it. Yeah, that seems very specific. I don't know if I dreamed this. I was thinking it was a deleted scene and I was just putting it in the wrong place in my head. But yeah. I couldn't find any deleted scenes either. So I don't know. But it was wrong. The whole episode was just not. Yeah. So did you still like this episode? I did. Well, the first time I was just confused because I was like, well, I don't remember any of this. But yeah, I did like it. Did you? Actually, I did. Yeah. The whole shoplifting thing was cute, I thought. Yeah. I thought the security guard was kind of getting a little bit on my nerves. Right, but that's the stereotype of a security right, guy. Right, yeah. right, right. But I did enjoy the episode. It, it was like a little dark, too, you know, with the whole bank robbery thing. And, and they, I can't, that guy looks so familiar. You know what he does? And I looked him up, but I couldn't. You know how you remember somebody, even though you've seen him probably 15 times before in other things? Yeah. Specifically remember somebody from something specific? Nothing jumped out at me. He wouldn't be in a band, would he? Because I feel, I feel like I've seen him in like a like a music video for for a band. Oh, really? No, I didn't see that. Yeah, well, he looked very familiar, and I just could not I could not place him. Absolutely, he looks unbelievably familiar. I sent you a text last week about Bloodlines. Oh yeah, I did see that. Yeah. Do you watch that? The one on Netflix. Yeah. I started to. My problem is, is like when I binge watch a show and the show has a couple seasons out and I watch through all those and then all of a sudden it's like it stops and then they haven't they haven't released the next season and I stop watching it. It's so hard for me to get back into it. I, I feel like I need to start from the beginning again. Right. I do the same thing. I just lose interest. Yeah. I finally stopped because I was just getting annoyed with the whole thing because they're just all idiots. But I did enjoy that show. I thought it was really good. Yeah. After a while, though, it was like, what is wrong with these people? So I didn't even finish. And I ended up just watching the last episode. But Sharon never looked familiar to me like I'd seen her in anything else ever before. And apparently she was the brother's wife, you know, the addict's wife, whatever. Yeah. Yeah. So and I wouldn't have ever figured that out. All right. So in the store, Jay wants to let the shoplifting kid go because the bird in the cage tells her to. But Wade takes him out to the police outside and they let him go. But yeah. it's then that Wade hears about a bank robbery. I'm trying to figure out how that ties in with everything else that happened. And I guess if they if she decided not to let him go or if she actually stopped him, they talked to him, then... I'm assuming the security guard probably doesn't get involved. Not that he doesn't get involved, but then he doesn't bring him to the police and therefore never hears the call about the bank robbery. Trying to figure out why why did she confuse, let him go. Not that she confused, but it started a series of events. Right. 
it's like taking me 13 episodes to figure out that I, I think that not necessarily that she's getting something wrong when they're telling her when the, the objects are telling her what to do. I think they're starting the chain of events. So she thinks she's helping a certain somebody. It's not meant for that person, but it's meant to start at that moment, you know? Yes. So, yeah, it's only taken me 13 episodes to <laughs> understand that. Yeah, and see, even with the let him go, because I had it in my head that all of these messages were really for Eric and Heidi. Yeah. I immediately assumed that it was about Eric and Heidi, even though she thought it was the kid. Right. I So I didn't think for a second that this was about her helping them. He looked so miserable. And I know we talked about the last episode that like we didn't miss that storyline. We didn't, we were kind of glad to move on from it a little bit for an episode. Yeah. Um, and then when, you know, it started right from the beginning with him and those like serial killer eyes. Yes. <laughs> I was like, Oh God, here we go again. Like I can't, I can't take this for another, you know, 50 minutes, but it, it wasn't that bad. No, because we didn't really see him a lot. Yeah, it wasn't like, I was actually like very interested as to how it was going to end. And I thought when you told me that it's done after this episode, there's mm-hmm. there's no more. I thought for sure that we weren't going to get a closure between the two of them. It seemed like he was actually going to leave. I didn't know. I didn't think that it was going to come back around the way that it did. No, and in my head, like I said, I remembered him leaving. And that's how I thought it ended all this time. Which would make sense in my head to what you're going to learn in the documentary next week about what the, their plans were moving forward. Yeah. So it, that would kind of make sense. But the thing about Eric, and thankfully the episode was more based in the store and not him, because he aggravated me the first minute he showed up. Number one, with the face, like you said. Yeah, yeah, Number yeah. two, why is he upset with her? I'm going to say again. Yeah. She went to that wedding ceremony to tell him how she felt and he yeah. stopped her and he said, I understand why you won't tell me because you know, I have to give my marriage a chance. So he knows how she feels and she tells him she's crazy about him, which is really all he wanted. He said to Mahandra, she doesn't have to tell me she loves me. I just want to know that she has feelings for me. She did right. that. She went to stop the wedding and he's still, I don't understand what he's doing. He's still looking for her to say something. You yeah. already told her not to. So I'm annoyed with him already. No, I agree with you. Like, yeah, again, like the whole exercise between the two of them was exhausting. Oh, I know. So I I'm know. very glad that this was based more in the store and not about them. It was about them on the back end. Right. And that I could live with. But, you know, like we said, she, Jane wants to tell him something, but the bird tells her to let him go. Yeah. And then she tells him she's happy for him and Heidi. And then he gets snotty again. So Eric... Apparently, he's there looking for his paycheck. By the way, this is the longest goodbye between employee and employer that I think I've ever seen. Exactly. So Heidi had left to look for an apartment. So apparently, she's back. Yeah. And why she had to come back to tell him to come back to their apartment in New Jersey, I don't know. But she's back because he's leaving. He's looking for a paycheck. And you know what? I heard about this direct deposit thing. Right. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. I mean, I didn't think of that. I guess I could give it a pass because it's a bar in New York that maybe he was getting paid cash. But yes, here's my here's my new address. Mail it to me. Right. He spends the whole day looking for his paycheck. But I, I think he's doing that subconsciously. 
Yeah. I think he's he's stalling. Yeah, absolutely. So the scene with Mahandra and Aaron at the bar is cute. She won't let him kiss her in public. He wants her to come to his parents' anniversary dinner, but she won't. But then we do hear another reason why she doesn't want to go public, is that his mother hates everyone he's dated. And she's sure that she'll also hate her, even though right now, as Jay's friend, Karen loves her. Yeah. So back in the store, now Jay keeps getting the message to give him heart, and she assumes he's talking about Wade, like she has to prop him up or boost him up or something. So Sharon comes in with the anniversary gift selection. She wants to buy a clock for their parents from her and Jay, but she's also buying a pocket watch for her father from only her. So she buys her father a separate gift, but not her mother. Yeah, I guess. It's their anniversary. It's both of them. Yeah. Do you like one parent more than the other? (laughs) You're asking me? (laughs) Let's not get into that. (laughs) My my kids like my wife more than me, so I wouldn't be surprised if they got her. (laughs) Right, but you don't do that. You still don't do that. Well, I guess maybe assuming that the mother will get more enjoyment out of the cuckoo clock, their father clock, whatever she was buying them. Yeah. So say, let me get him a small something, too. Maybe. I think she's just Zoe sucking up to her father. Yeah, I think, yeah, between the two of them, I think she's got a stronger relationship with her dad. She thinks she's his favorite. That came up in some episode. I forget what the episode was, but Karen said, we don't have favorites, you know that. After she tells Sharon that she's her father's favorite, and Sharon goes in the other room, and then she says to Aaron and Jay, we don't have favorites. Right. But Jay breaks down, and that was kind of a nice scene with her and Sharon. Yeah, yeah, very genuine. And, you know, Jay's emotional. Sharon tries to help her. It's different. I mean, their relationship has been getting better leading up to this, but it was good. So she gets Jay to call Eric before he leaves. She calls him and tells him that she's not happy and she doesn't believe he's happy. And they plan to meet at her trailer in 20 minutes. Priority one message from Starfleet coming in on secured channel. Space, the final frontier, or is it? Discover the podcast of a couple of moms who love Star Trek and happen to have kids on the autism spectrum. Join Vicki and Elizabeth as we explore strange new worlds, the Star Trek Discovery series, autism, and whatever else comes to mind. We're Moms Going Boldly, and you can find us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, and Player FM. Hey, Doug Gramley here from Yeah, That Can't Be Good. Doug here from the 13th Warehouse. If you're a fan of Warehouse 13, please join Kim and Vicky over at the 13th Warehouse at the13thwarehouse.com. You can also listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Podbean, or wherever you get your podcasts. Visit us on Twitter at Eureka Warehouse. Attention Warehouse fans. Kim and Vicky continue on with the warehouse theme on the 13th Warehouse with Friday the 13th, the 1988 television series. Follow Mickey, Ryan, and Jack as they hunt for cursed antiques sold by Uncle Lewis to unsuspecting and sometimes suspecting patrons of his antique shop. So stick with us on the 13th Warehouse for Friday the 13th, the series. You can listen to the 13th Warehouse on our website, the13thwarehouse.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. And we're back. So while Jay and Sharon are in the back room, the bank robber who came in the store hoping to get out the back door holds a gun to Alex's back and makes him shut down the store. By the way, I don't want to generalize here, Mm -hmm. but they made the Niagara Falls Police Department look 
absolutely terrible. Oh my God, tell me about it. You would think that if there was like a guy who just shot somebody who robbed a bank in the area, wouldn't they do a sweep of like every single store? Like, wouldn't you think it's a little concerning that one store decides to close and kick everybody out? Right. I mean, the guy, he even says, like, I had to pick the one store full of windows. He's walking around back and forth with a gun in his hand, and the police are just always with their back to the window. Yeah, and I had wondered in the whole paragraph rant that I wrote about this, if because of the bank robbery, all the stores were closed. But then, if all the stores were closed, wouldn't you think they'd check all the stores? So I'm saying, like, wouldn't they yeah. go through, like, a sweep? Yeah, but then, if they're not closed, because it did look like people were walking around, so... I don't know. An error came to the door. So it's not like the place was roped off or anything. If all the stores weren't closed, wouldn't they check out the one that was? Right. Yeah. 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 The guy's looking out the window and I just see police officers walking back and forth. Right. Crazy. He's like, wow, this is like the worst police department ever. Right. This is pretty bad. So Alec shuts down the store. Jay tries to leave, but the robber holds them. Sharon included hostage. They spend a lot of time laying on the floor. But Alec's line about not wanting to die because he's never been with a woman was definitely a Fargo line. Uh, yeah. And I could almost think he said that at some point. Yeah, maybe. And then Sharon pipes in with, I have been with a woman. That was cute. So this guy just wants to get out of the back gate, but the gate belongs to the tour company, so no one has keys or a code. So apparently you go on the tour and you have to go through the gift shop, as always, to get out. Right. Sharon tries to give the robber advice as an attorney about hostage taking and how it's worse than robbery. I did look up the bank robber's character name so I didn't have to keep calling him the robber, but that's what he's credited as. So they didn't give him a name. So I'm going to keep calling him the robber. Um, Oh, they didn't give him a name? No, it just says bank robber, like he was a bit part or something. So anyway, he collects all of their electronics, including the stun gun Sharon had in her purse. And then back over at the bar, Eric asks Mahandra to be nice to Heidi for a half hour. And after some of the pushback she always gives when anyone asks her a favor, she figures out that it's so he could see Jay, so she agrees. Over at the Tyler house, Darren and Karen are getting things ready for their anniversary party. Darren complains that he wants to just spend time with the two of them alone. But Karen says they don't want to disappoint the children, namely Sharon, who seems to really just love having these parties, dinners or whatever. The whole balloon thing was both funny and cringy. Yeah. I think it would have been less cringy if he wasn't looking at it. We still would have got it. Right. Yeah. Anyway, Karen's worried that none of her kids are in a relationship. Is this our fault? All of a sudden, she has this awareness, except that we realize later she doesn't because Sharon tries to give her clues. (laughs) She totally ignores it. But Darren tells her that Aaron is going to bring someone to dinner that he's been seeing for some time. But Aaron walks in and tells them that she's not coming. So does it look like he's upset because she's not coming or because it's his mother's fault that she's not coming? Is he like blaming his mother at this point? I didn't think so. I think he was more upset that she just wasn't coming. Okay. So all the while they're on the floor in the store, Jay tries to talk to Wayne and prop him up, thinking she has to give him heart. So Wayne's radio goes off and the robber wants him to talk to the cops and see if he can find out where they're looking and whatever. But he can't get the police to talk to him on the radio. So the robber makes Alec try to get some reception on the TV so he can find out where they're searching. And Jay convinces Wayne that this is his chance to show the people who rejected him from becoming a police officer that he has what it takes. 
Karen calls Sharon on her phone to find out why she hasn't picked up the cake yet. And then Sharon tells her that she's not going to be able to do it and that she and Jay won't be able to come to the dinner because these things are such a chore for her anyway. And this is where she blows it. After pretending to worry so much about damaging their kids and blah, 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 she gets distracted by Darren and they go off into the laundry room with the phone and all that Sharon can hear is them deciding on the washer or the dryer. They're both so self-absorbed. You know, even after just talking about how much Sharon enjoys these parties, she doesn't think twice about her not coming. Right. So Aaron moves to the other room. I would have gone upstairs. I think I would leave the house. <laughs> like, I don't need to know that that's going on in my house. In right. My house. I don't need to see them coming out of the room. I don't need anything. And he turns on the TV for noise so he doesn't have to hear what's going on. In the store, Alec gets the TV working, and while the robber's distracted with finding news, Sharon grabs her stun gun from the hat that he has all their phones in. She stuns him. He drops the gun. Sharon screams for Jay to get the gun, but the bear keeps telling her to give him heart. Jay tries to convince Wayne to do it, and by the time Wayne gets up, it's too late. Yeah, very frustrating. And like we said, it was probably supposed to work out that way. But she's yelling, are you that lazy? And that's when he gets the stun gun away from her because she was distracted yelling at Jay. But right as he's going to shoot Sharon, his police sketch is being shown on TV. And we find out that he shot a security guard. Yeah. So Eric comes to the door. The robber tells Jay to get rid of him. She goes to the door to talk to him. Eric tries to have a conversation about them not being happy. But Jay says she is happy and she just had a moment earlier. But he keeps asking to come in. And Jay gets really mean and asks where Heidi thinks he is. He married her, and now he's lying to her, and left her sitting in a bar, and that they're both pathetic. So Eric leaves. Yeah. So do you think, because she turned around and looked at Sharon before she did it, so do you think she was hoping he'd get that something was wrong, or do you think she did that to protect Sharon from getting shot in the head because the guy had a gun to her head? Or did you think that was the only way she knew to get him to leave? I don't think she was doing that with the intent of him understanding something was wrong. I think she was really trying to get him to leave. Yeah, she wanted to save him. She wanted to save her sister. Right. Um, I don't think that she was doing that, you know, hoping that he would think something was wrong. Yeah, I'm not sure. The way she did it, it didn't seem like it. But then the way it turned out, then I was thinking maybe she did. But yeah, at the, in the moment, to me, it was more like she was trying to protect Sharon and him and just get him to leave. Yeah. So now the news is reporting that the security guard died. So the robber starts to freak out a little, yelling at the, that the guard lunged at him, and he didn't plan it. So Sharon tells him it's second-degree murder and not manslaughter, as he was hoping. I'm wishing for manslaughter. He freaks out more and more, so Sharon finally says it's manslaughter. At the bar, Mahandra tells Heidi that Eric went to meet the manager to get his check. But the more Mahandra tries to talk to Heidi the more it's clear to Heidi that Eric went to see Jay. So Mahandra says she doesn't know anything about anyone sneaking around, but Heidi mentions Mahandra not letting her boyfriend kiss her in public, so she assumes they're also sneaking around. Mahandra does finally tell her that Jay and Eric are meeting up, but not to run away together or to have sex. So Heidi admits that she doesn't trust Eric because of the way he looks at Jay. Mahandra sort of begins to feel sorry for her. And I've said this a million times, why does she want to be married to him? Right. Yeah. I was saying that, too. Like, what's the the writing on the wall here? I mean, why would you want to live life that way? Right. So over at the store, they're all back on the floor. And this scene was kind of cute. The nose is on the floor thing. 
I don't get the reference. When the robber kept telling them to put their noses on the floor, number one, Sharon didn't take them literally. She thought it wasn't literal because the floor was dirty. Uh, Later on, Alex says, yeah, your sister's uh, in charge of cleaning the floors. Right. I thought that that was funny. Yeah. But then the robber wants to know what happens to cop killers, and he screams at her to look at him. When she answers the question, she tries to turn her head while still keeping her nose on the floor. Yeah. I did like her in this episode. Yes. So she tells him that technically he only killed a security guard, so it won't be as bad as he thinks. So Wayne is now insisting on doing something, mostly due to Jay's pep talk. But she gave that pep talk before they knew he killed somebody. So she tries to stop him until the bird tells her to let him go. So they make a plan, and Wayne is going to take the credit for everything and be the hero. Yeah. Back at the bar, Mahandra's telling Heidi about her relationship with Aaron. He wants an out-in-the-open relationship. Heidi tells her that she should be happy. He's not Eric, and as she says, evasive, ambiguous, and tortured. Somewhere along the line, Mahandra realizes that her issue with Aaron is about what other people think that she shouldn't want. It's almost like she feels like people would think that she's not worthy of having a relationship with someone in that family or something. Yeah, Yeah, I would agree with that. So Heidi lays it out for Mahandra. She says she has a guy who wants to be with her and is sure he wants to be with her. So there's nothing Mahandra should be whining or confused about. So back at the store, it's dark because now it's nighttime. The hostages are ready to do whatever they plan to do. And this kind of ninja thing was cute. Yeah, I mean, it was a little, you know, I mean, the guy could have robbed another bank by the time that they were done with their plan. Right. But it was all slow motion, too. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But it was just, you know, I keep wanting to call him Fargo for some reason in this episode. You know, he almost dropped the oar. Sharon was there to catch it. They fling it to the other side. Jay gets up to talk to him to distract him while they're getting the oar together. And she gives him all these ridiculous scenarios about how he could escape. When Wayne finally gets the boat oar and is ready to hit the robber in the head, he has a heart attack mid-swing. Yeah. So Jane and Sharon do CPR while the police are surrounding the building now. Jane's parents, Aaron, Mahandra, and Heidi are all seeing what's happening on the news. They interview Eric, who says he knew something was wrong when he came to say goodbye and she wouldn't let him. He speaks in the weirdest way. Oh, yes. Yeah, very, like, serial killer-ish. Yeah, and I thought that because there was something about when he was talking to the priest in the bathroom stall during that episode, the way he explained how him and Heidi broke up, it sounded like he killed her. Yeah. Yeah. He has an odd way of speaking because he says if you care about someone, even if you're upset with them, you would at least let him have that because she wouldn't let him say goodbye. So he knew something was wrong. So Mahandra had already run out of the bar when she realized it was the story of where Jay worked. And Heidi angrily left the bar after Eric's speech. Jay and Sharon are still doing CPR when the chameleon says the bathroom and then let him go. So Jay thinks it means Wayne like let him die but the chameleon says there's a hidden door in the bathroom yeah let him the robber go so that was a full sentence yes that was very clear like there's a hidden door let the robber go right (laughs) like had you guys just done this the entire season (laughs) it you would have made things so much easier yeah because give him heart isn't even Right. That makes no sense. Right. So Jay tells the robber about the the hidden bathroom, but he takes her with him. Yeah. Sharon uses the stun gun to get Wayne's heart beating again and then runs out of the store. 
Her family's out there. She screams that the robber took Jay and they need a paramedic for Wayne. So the robber steals a van and he's yelling at Jay because she's talking to the chameleon and he thinks it's a tracking device. He backs out of the driveway into a car coming down the road. It's Heidi. He gets out of the car and points a gun in her face when the ambulance comes by and takes him out. (laughs) I did not see that coming at all. I didn't remember it either. (laughs) When she pulled up and you saw that it was her and he comes out and I'm like, oh, my God, like I at the entire episode, I thought this guy was going to shoot somebody. Like, he, he did a pretty decent job of, like, I thought the actor was good portraying that role. So I thought for sure he was going to just, <laughs> I thought he was going to end up killing somebody. And when she came up, I'm like, oh, my God, this is how it's going to end. He's going to kill her. And that's. And then Eric's going to feel guilty for the rest of his life and continue to right. mope forever. And then when the ambulance came and ran him over, I'm like, oh, my God, I did not see that coming at all i was shocked so the police bring jay out to her family and obviously they all hug and we see heidi standing alone a little way behind them erin notices mahandra on the sidewalk and goes over she's shaken up and thinks that she'll lose it if she goes over there she and erin have a public display of affection which the whole family sees yeah nobody seems to be upset by it sharon is actually smiling Jay watches as Eric goes directly over to Heidi and says, let's go home. And he leaves with her and he doesn't even look for Jay or anything. So later, we don't know how long because Wayne had a heart transplant. So it had to be a good amount of time later. Wayne is showing off his scars. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's got to be eight months. Right. That's what I thought. Yeah. So they were able to use the robber's heart for Wayne's transplant. Eric shows up to return the souvenirs he bought before he left. And we learn that Heidi was driving to tell Eric it was over when she got hit by the van. Eric got her settled at a spa and they got a divorce. So he's back for good. Yeah. So he says Heidi had come there in order to leave and he had to leave in order to come back. So after eight months, he just shows up, doesn't call and tell her that he's getting a divorce. Right. And expects her to just be free, which she was. But so what? Not the point. So I don't know. Maybe it wasn't that long. I'm trying to think. I mean, for eight months to go by and for him not to say anything exactly. and for there to be no conversation. I feel like that that would be a little too long for saying like I think that's too, too long. But it, it, I mean, I don't know for the guy to have a heart surgery and to come back to work like that. I mean, right. I, I think it takes a while. Yeah. And even if it's three months, you know, you're getting a divorce. You call somebody and say that. Right, right, right. Because if he came back and she was with somebody else, then we'd have Mopey Eric who's mad at her again, which there's no reason to be mad at her. You're the one who didn't tell her what was going on. Yeah. But I thought it was a good episode. You know, normally when you tell me that the show is going to be the show is canceled. Yeah. You know, like I don't want to invest the time in watching it if there's no ending. Right. But I know we were talking yesterday. This actually did end fairly well, considering. I thought so, too. Yeah. The only thing we don't get is the explanation as to what, you know, what was going on with the the messages. Right. And you'll get the creator's explanation to what they had intended. Okay. Next time in the documentary. But I would have been happy. No, I guess I can't say I would have been happy either way. I was thinking that if Eric goes back with Heidi and that's how it ends, I guess I would have said that I would have been content with that ending as well. I actually wrote exactly the same thing down. I would have been as happy if it went the other way. Only if something happens for Jay at the end, like maybe she meets somebody else. 
and you can kind of see like maybe they leave it leave it as you know there's like a little something between them and then we're left basically expecting that you know those two to get together whatever it is yeah so i think either way however it went i think they did a good job with finishing the season even though they didn't know when they finished it that it was going to be it that it was going to be canceled right yeah i agree so do you have anything else um no i don't think so all right so we'll be back with the documentary welcome to is it welcome to wonderfalls or welcome to niagara falls i think it's welcome to wonderfalls shortly join us next time for season one episode 14.5 Grinnies from Winter Falls. Bye now! Don't forget to follow us on our website, EurekaRewatch.com, on Twitter, at Eureka Warehouse, on Facebook, at Eureka Rewatch, page name, Yeah, That Can't Be Good, and on Instagram, at Eureka underscore Warehouse. Episodes of Yeah, That Can't Be Good are available on our website, EurekaRewatch.com, on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts. Theme music for Yeah, That Can't Be Good, The Wonderfalls Edition, Gypsy Blues, provided by Paul Whitman and his orchestra, found on Pixabay, free for commercial and personal use. Thanks for listening. Come back soon.